Hello and welcome to another episode of Insane Rhetoric. It's rebroadcast Monday and we're here for a wacky, wild ride. Come on in, sit back, and enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric. Hey guys, this is Fire from Insane Rhetoric. Check this out. Listen, we need your help in sustaining future episodes, conversations, so we can bring more of the craziness and the insanity to you that's going on in your community, in your city, and in your world. Can you please help us to donate to Insane Rhetoric? And your small, medium, or large gifts are more than appreciated. And we would love to keep this station coming to you and giving you the information that you need about the insanity in your world. So check this out. Please, please, please donate to Insane Rhetoric so we can sustain sustain future episodes. Hey, thank you once again. Fire out. The introduction, y'all know. What up, Insane Rhetoric? What's going on, Insane Rhetoric? How y'all doing today? We live is YouTube live stream. You already know what it is. We out here doing our thug thizzle. The world is upside down. We're trying to make it right side up. Insane rhetoric is in the building. What up, sister? What's good? Morning, y'all. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I give all these crazy introductions. In. Morning, y'all. <laughs> so listen, listen. Our show is going to be filled with something different today, man. We got different guests on on this morning, man. We ready to get at it. So we're going to be talking about the NRA, the Second Amendment. We're going to be talking about school shootings and uh, just gun control as a whole. Can we stop it? Can we can we make it better? Uh, so this is the thing that we're going to be talking about today. So we know... We don't know what is going to come out of this. I got my partner. I got my partner, the token white guy. So that's my man's. My man's. Then I got my guy cry. Cry down there doing his thug thizzle. We finna get him live in five. Then we got the red dragon, the poet. And then we got my co-host, my big sister, Ice, you know what she about, and then you got the last but not least, the lunatic, aka Fire. You know, I say whatever the hell I want to say, don't give a hell what you think. So, this is what we're gonna do. We're finna long get them all y'all can let's come on in and let's go ahead and get at it with insane rhetoric. Sit back and enjoy this ride because it's gonna be crazy. It's getting hot in here. Don't take <laughs> off all your clothes. We don't wanna see it. No. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Uh-uh. <laughs> all right. Y'all, y'all can come off you. You can come off you, token white guy. Take it off you, man. Come on in. Let's get it. Let's get it. So so uh Y'all can introduce y'allself, what y'all love to do real quick. I'm not going to make y'all, uh, you know, don't don't write no dissertation on our show. So just give <laughs> a short synopsis of what you do. Uh, Red Dragon, what is it that you do? I am Red Dragon, the poet. 
And I am also a health and wellness fanatic. I am the manager of Holistic Trap Wellness. So whatever your hood needs to get you well and and get you uh get you right, I got you. Yeah. I also love to uh do podcast shows. I love to speak. I love to do it all. So I'm excited to be here today. Okay, so you say you hood wellness, whatever you need, you got it. I got you. I got the herbal equivalent to whatever you need out there. I mean, I'm glad you said that because I was gonna ask you. You sell crack. I got the I got the herbal equivalent to that. Okay, what right. that, that euphoric <laughs> feeling? I got the herbal equivalent. All to right, it. all right, cool. Token white guy, what's up, man? What is some of the things you into or you do? What's good? What's up, Ronnie? It's grateful to be here. Uh, really excited about this. I've been looking forward to it. <clears throat> um, I love doing a lot of stuff outdoors, like uh, the typical stuff: mountain biking, fishing, hunting, shooting guns. So I'm grateful to be here on this topic, um, just friends, family, and just, you know, I'm a workaholic, man, and that's what I focus on, but, um, man, I'm, I'm just really happy to be here and, and talk about this topic because there are a lot of things that need to be discussed because, like you said, this country is just kind of downwards and bound. All right, all right. Uh, I, I see one thing that you don't do too well is read names. My name says fire in the corner. <laughs> I wasn't advised to read your nickname. I know your actual name. I know you know me. I know you I know apologize. me. apologize. <laughs> so, all right, my guy Cry, what's up, man? What is it that you do, man? And tell us a little something about yourself. Make it quick and snappy because we're ready to break bread with this topic. Got you, got you, real, real quick. It's Cry. I'm a spoken word artist. I'm a gospel rap artist, preacher, teacher, man of God. And I'm just here, man. Just here to try to be a blessing to the world in any way I can. Trying to be a positive influence and just trying to have hope in spite of all the mess that we see. You know what I'm saying? I'm a dad. I love people. And, uh, I'm a standard for change, and it's time for change, man. We need to change. We need to step it up. We need to come together however we can and try to uh, <laughs> bring a, a solution to this mess. You know what I'm saying? Just real talk. So I'm glad to be here. Let's get All it. Right. All right. All right. So host. wait a minute. I got to tell y'all something first. Like, mute. Like, <laughs> follow. Subscribe. Right. Like, follow, subscribe. And when y'all get this link after we done, y'all make sure y'all push it out on y'all social media. All y'all. That's so. That's all right. So, all right. My <laughs> co-host, you got something you want to say before we go ahead, break bread and get started? Tell them who you are and what you do. They don't know. Who don't know? All right. Forget that. Forget that. So, my sister, my sister is the owner of Mission Chasse oh, Dance Company down in Houston, Texas. Yeah, yeah. She is a professionally trained ballet uh, dancer and teacher. So, she has a mobile studio that she goes wherever you want for your children to learn how to do ballet. And oh. um, 
Hey, don't steal her idea because I will hurt you. So uh, <laughs> if they do shit, if they can't do it the way I do it. So <laughs> they can't do it the exactly. way we do it. And I'm always going so, to be a so dancer. That's this is, she, she is we one just of don't, the, we, we have of the most, the pole, though. We don't. She, she is one of the most talented people that I know. Uh, her dance teacher, correct me if I'm wrong, sister, but if I recall, her dance teacher is actually the one who taught Debbie Allen. And I had to, I had to, she I had to, to uh, learn the name Debbie Allen. Debbie Allen is a professional, world-renowned ballet. She taught Felicia, dance. she taught Felicia and, and Debbie before Debbie went to, uh, Houston Ballet and all them other places. There you go. So she has learned under those great people. So therefore, you know, she does what she do. So me. Like I met Felicia Allen because she came to, she came to talk to her old teacher before she became Mrs. Huxtable. Right. So she, she got history. So me on the other hand, I'm Mr. Do It All. Let's get to our show. Let's get it. <laughs> okay, so let's start with this. Let's start right. with this. What do we think? Let's just go on back to last week. Let's start it from there because we could go. We could start it a long way back from there. But let's just start with last week All right. with the Supreme Court's um, ruling. Well, we're going we to not see. Okay. Now we now we gonna start in on all the amendments. <laughs> okay, so we gonna go back to the Second Amendment. We're gonna go back to the Second Amendment, and the Supreme Court said what they said last week. What we think about that first? Because now New York and I think California are all trying to scurry around to change their laws. So that they don't have people killing people in the streets. Go. All right. So who's first up on that topic dealing with 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 uh, the the case from the, from the Supreme Court? Who wants to talk about it first? Do y'all know some, about don't, the don't case from the Supreme Court? <laughs> don't we have somebody here that's a member of the NRA? Like, I uh, yeah, I am a member of the NRA. I have several firearms. Uh, I'm a responsible firearm owner i train with marines army green berets army rangers uh, you know i've learned a lot of things but with the things that the cops are doing and you know we're talking about these stealth uh these deaths like you know i'm from st louis missouri so i was here when michael floyd or i'm sorry greg floyd was george floyd was shot i was here for the michael brown i've i mean it really like disturbs me for all these things these were senseless things and and i wasn't there during the crime whatever was being accused to be committed can cops handle things differently yes do we have rights to bear arms in the second amendment of course you know that's what our forefathers said but it's just really disturbing that people are dying for no reason. Okay, stop. <laughs> Second Amendment, we're going to tell y'all again, because we've told you this before on Insane Rhetoric. I'm laughing at you, Red Dragon, because I saw you live on uh, Instagram that day when you told them that I was about those facts. 
Here we go. Second Amendment, as it is written, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Okay. The Second Amendment protects an individual right to possess a firearm unconnected with service in a militia and to use that arm for tra traditionally lawful purposes such as self-defense within the home. That's the Second Amendment. Right, absolutely. Traditional okay. lawful purposes. Uh-huh. Traditional. Such as, such as. Such as killing motherfuckers? No, no. That such are black. As you came in my house. No, right. And I have the right to protect myself sure. and my right. family. That's the that's the that's the traditional framework of the Second Amendment. So when you're it's talking about from military, we, we're right, which is separate from military totally. Right. Right. So when you when you think about when you think about what is tradition, you know, it is right. not it is not the the fact of somebody being and you being in your car and somebody running up to you and trying to rob you for your car. And, and that's a tradition because you shoot them because it's your property, because that's that's unlawful. You can't, you, you ain't supposed to do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, the reason, reason being is if somebody is breaking into your car, you can't really shoot and kill them because the police would call that tampering until they sit inside your car and try to take off. Then you are at your right to actually shoot them to try to move them out of the way. The same thing happens within your home. If somebody is on your property and you shoot and kill them, by law, they are supposed to uh, be convicted as a murderer because they were on your property. But if they were in your home, then that's self-defense. Except wow. for the case here in Texas, in Lubbock, Texas. With Kyle oh, Carew. except for, yeah, because if you know the case about in Lubbock, Texas, wasn't that Kyle? Uh, what Kyle was, Carew. Kyle Carew. He went down there and shot a man who was coming to get his kid because the guy wouldn't even leave his property. He went in the house, got his gun, and came back out and shot him. So that's what called premeditated murder, but he got off. So you got to be real, you got to be real conscious of what happens and how you use firearms around the, the people in the society that you are, you're dealing with, especially the wonderful chocolate people of the world. Well, that's what, that's what, I mean, when you talk about tradition, I'm listening <clears throat> and I'm thinking traditionally, if I mean, you said somebody got to be in my car. That's when they getting ready to blast you. So at that point, it still ain't considered self-defense until your life is basically in danger. Well, what if they trying to shoot into the car and you have no other choice 
but to defend yourself as you're driving off. You know, the letter of the law is so interesting because when you get down to the wording, that's mind blowing. So that's where those little tiny loopholes come in where people can get off and get away with shit. But I think you and, missed it. I said if did the, I? if yeah, I think so. If the the robber is inside your car, not you. If he's tampering and trying to break in and he gets inside the car, that's when you have the ability to execute against right. him. Right. If you're in but the car yourself? It, no. If, okay. if if no, yeah. So that's why I say I think you just missed that little part. But okay. yeah, if he's in the car. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That he's about to drive off and you run up to him then and shoot and kill him. He's inside your vehicle. He's not outside just tampering with the car. You know, like I said, when somebody comes up to your property, they can be on the sidewalk in front of your house. If you shoot them, that's murder, flat. Wow. But if they're inside your home, now it's a defense. They ain't supposed to be there. But what you do, if you murder that person inside your home, please make sure that they fall inside, inside the house right. and not oh, outside yeah. the door line. <laughs> but okay, but what if you what if you're sitting in your vehicle at a stop sign, somebody woes up to you? That's self-defense. That's self-defense. That steals okay, so that's that, se- that's self-defense yeah. on, on you because they're trying to rob or murder you or do bodily harm to you. So you have the right to do that. That's self-defense. What was so, I was trying so to what say something. Look, just real, real quick. So what are you saying? If a bug is in my house and I shoot him, make sure he don't run outside and then die. If he Absolutely. dies inside the house, I'm cool. But yeah. if he went outside my house after I shoot him, then yeah. I'm going to be charged for murder, even though he came on my property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, why? Because, look, you have no proof. You have no proof. You have no proof that he was in your house if he ran out. Right. You have no proof that he was breaking into your house if you shoot him outside. Right. And I I know this sounds weird, but it was an old OG that was like, coax him up to the house. Coax him up to the house. Wait till she step over that threshold and I'm going to light her ass up. I was like, granny, but... Yeah, when you talked, right, and my dad was like, no, Grandma OG was right. Wait till they get over that threshold. Let them come on up in there, and you just stay right there behind the threshold in the dark. Let them come on in, so when you pop, pop, and that body drop is still over the threshold within your residence. Right, because if you remember Boys in the Hood, when Fearless was dealing with uh, his son, and the dude tried to come in with his son, he shot through the door. If when he shot through the front door, if he hit him and he fell outside of his property instead of letting them come in, he was gonna be charged with murder with that. But that was, you know, that was boys in the hood. But that's the point being made. You cannot do uh, a, a shooting like that and they not fall inside your property line. Now, when you out in the street and somebody trying to do something to you, that's self. That's an act of self defense. You know what I'm saying? If me and Matt, if me and token white guy is out kicking it and we jamming, and all of a sudden we're in a club and we get, you no, know, we doing what we do in the club, 
and everybody's wanting to be around or whatever, and somebody has a problem with us getting all the attention or have a problem with him being of the other persuasion, being a white guy, hanging out with a brother and want to try him. If he ups a pistol on them and they come toward him and he shoots them, that's self-defense. Automatic. So think about the other Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> I have no idea who these people are because I don't watch TV, just so y'all know. Wait, you, you ain't got to watch TV. He's okay. the he's the typical, not this, no, 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 no shade to my people. <laughs> he is the typical white suburban white boy. 18 years old at the time, or was he 17? 17. He might have been 17, he might have been 17, 17 at the time. Went down to a, uh, a situation that the police was supposed to have under control with an AR-15 assault rifle. Because he said he had to help, he said he had to help the police because he had to help the danger. police. His life was in danger. His life was in danger. His life went nowhere. But he went to go danger. help the police, but his life was in danger. And, right. Went down there and shot a couple of and and the the police didn't say nothing about it. His mama dropped him off down there. Oh, he, and and her ass gets off scot free. Uh, they they didn't even they didn't even graze a hair on the little boy's head. They didn't give him no time. But let me reverse the situation. Let me reverse every situation. White privilege. If it was me, white privilege. And I went down there and said, I'm finna help the police. Well, everybody knows about fire. I'm not going to help the police on nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to help the police for no reason. Okay. Y'all ain't taking me alive. We just <laughs> finna end this right here. Y'all hey, don't shameless know plug. I don't know where shameless I'm from. Plug, I'm not helping the police. Oh, listen, listen, talking white guy. If, <laughs> if the police show up while we out kicking it home, boy, I'm going to walk away. Because <laughs> I'm the one that's gonna go to jail today. <laughs> so here's the thing, and and that's not false. That's the sad thing. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't look at. I was not raised to look at people by the color of the skin, their race, religion, if they're gay, straight, bisexual. It's it's about how you treat other people. But yeah, you were gonna be treated different. All of you are gonna be treated differently than me, and that is not false. I've seen it happen. I have many friends that are African-American and of different races, and they don't get treated the same way I do. White privilege is a real thing, you know, and that's a sad thing, to be honest with you, because I have, like I said, a lot of friends from many different backgrounds. You know, Kyle Rittenhouse had no business going to defend his friend's car lot two states away. Two states oh. Yeah, he was in Wisconsin yeah. when that happened. Drove two states to go keep people from hurting his friend's car lot. And, you know, he got off scot-free. He cried. He dropped to his knees when he was acquitted. And, you know, it's just. But he's still crying because now he's he trying to look. He try, his the life best place for did. him. The best place for him is Texas. And he said he was coming down here to go to college. And that college said, no, 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 no. He's not coming here. Yeah. Nobody wants to be associated with that. And that's, yeah. 
I think that's well, a fair assumption, you know? I mean, like if, we if said on this show, uh, Matt, like we said on this show, it, it's right in line with the same thing that happened with George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin, Trayvon that whole Martin. thing. Yep. Like, you're out here being your own militia and then you don't like it when the masses don't embrace you for that. Like you, you have to do what's right, and that was not defending yourself. No, we, you know, we just talked about defending ourselves, and you know, like I said, I mean, I'm, I am a member of the NRA. I have several guns. I hunt. I do competition shooting, and I have guns for self defense. I carry one with me wherever I go. You know, Missouri has the Castle Doctrine, which mm-hmm. means you can protect your house, and your your car vehicle is an extension of your home. Yes, and now Some they do. It didn't used to be that way. Yes, huh? now they, now they do, but it didn't used to be that way. But now no, they do. But you know, everybody knows about Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Gun laws in Texas, but Missouri does have the Castle Doctrine. So if somebody breaks into your home or they're a direct threat, you can use lethal force. Mm-hmm. Your car is a extension of your home. Mm-hmm. You are allowed to use lethal force if somebody is a threat to your life. You know, I travel all over for work. So when I go Mm -hmm. through Illinois, they have different gun laws. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'm a responsible gun owner. You have to have the magazine that carries all your bullets in your gun in a different section of the car than your gun. Yeah. So when you go through Illinois, like I go through East St. Louis, it's not a great neighborhood. You know, a lot of, a lot of stuff I've actually encountered in there. And, uh, be like, oh, excuse me, Mr. Person who's trying to take all my shit and kill me. Uh, let me grab my magazine out of the trunk and I'll talk to you here in a second. You know, states, you have to be a responsible gun owner. That's the biggest thing. And, and a lot of people aren't. I think that's really important. That- see, and the thing I the thing, the, the, the thing I see with that, because, you know, I ride through Illinois a lot. And for, for me, you know what I'm saying, and I just disobey that order because a gun in a glove box and a magazine in the trunk winds up you murdered. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what that no means. Time, no time it's, to react. There's- yeah. It's, it's like, so like in certain areas of when I'm traveling through there, I'm like, man, listen, I'm not, I'm not going some of those rules are meant to be broken and bent <laughs> because I'm not trying to wind up on the stretcher because your gun policy is garbage. And and see, that's why I'm going back to the way those laws are written. Uh, It's it's interesting because when you mention a token white guy, that you are a member of the NRA. And that made me think about this movie I saw a while back where one of uh, the guys... In the ghetto, these these uh, these gang members, these drug lords, were getting their uh, their firepower from uh, FRA or NRA member. They were able to. They bought a whole truckload of arsenal gun, went in the hood, sold it to the highest bidder, right? And something happened. They were able to trace the gun back. They found this going on, and. Um, he got off. the The white guy got off scot free. 
because within his right, he was able to buy and resell to whoever he wanted. The thing that gets me is the wording of policies like this. And when you are in a court of law and you're trying to argue the law, um, then we get into all these other factors like race, money, social class. And it's unfair because suddenly all of those play into a effect when the color of your skin and the amount of your bank bankroll dictates whether or not you're going to make it out or make it through their core system, even though you might have a well-versed, badass public defender or a well-paid, retained, good lawyer that's able, if you, that's, that's, that gets me. And I wanted to ask, as, because you, because you said you are a responsible gun owner, when you are traveling interstate and we're traveling, and you know these these policies, these gun laws, like like my boy Fire said, is bullshit. And it's, it's really setting you up to get shot. It's really setting you up to put you in a position where the law can come in and accuse you of this, or they could say that. So how do you justify when it's cool as a responsible gun owner? Okay, I'm coming from that aspect. How do you decide when is a good time to bend those laws in your favor, being a responsible gun owner? It's uh that's a really good question. And it's it's actually a really tough one because you don't want to be caught with your pants down, as they say. If I got pulled over and I'm getting, you know, speeding or something simple or I have expired tags and I have to reach in my glove box or my center console in my truck. And they're like, Oh, you have a firearm. And I got pulled over in Illinois. They're like, you know, our laws are different here. You know, I don't want to get caught like that. Um, there are times where I'm like, this is the most bullshit law ever. And I believe me, there are many, many times I've driven through areas like that, different States. And I'm like, man, I wish I had my gun, like, ready to rock and roll if I needed it. And, um, you know, like you said, with uh, race and everything, I I didn't grow up with race. My parents always told me, like, everybody's equal. You know, that's how God created us. We're all equal people. And you're right about a lot of the stuff, you know. Some people get off scot-free because of the color of skin. Some people get off because they have high-powered uh, attorneys, but we all have rights to our lives. We have rights to, to, you know, defend ourselves. And I think that's something that our country has really gotten away from. I think okay. everybody can agree because we've seen a lot of really horrible stuff lately, you know, and I'm not going to go on a, a tangent run <laughs> fire. We talked about this, but you know, the open border, you know, yeah. I don't mind if Latinos come into the country, just do it the right way. My grandpa is from, you know, Sicily, Italy. He had his papers. He did everything the right way, but we're letting in terrorists, fentanyl, you know, illegal guns, which is going to create way more crime. And yeah. I think everybody has a right to defend themselves. You know what? You ain't letting in terrorists. The terrorists already been here. Yes. But Timothy, not, Mac, and, Timothy now, McVay now, went from Mexico. 
I'm, so I'm Jay you to, Bay from Mexico. Thank you. I, I mean, the I, want, ain't from Mexico. I want you to. I want you to be. The clan ain't from Mexico. <laughs> I I understand that. I'm just saying they, if with an open border, everybody can come into Mexico and then come right up. Okay, so what do you think when I say that the terrorists are already here? What do you think that I? Mean? I know they are. There's there's. But what no, do you think I mean? Who do you think I'm talking about? Man, don't even put me on the spot like that. <laughs> don't okay. put him on so spot. Don't put him. He talking so, about so, white people. I see. So, so, so two hundred. Don't put him on spot like that. He's the only one here. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna do. I ain't gonna do that to my boy. That's my friend. So two hundred, two hundred and forty-four years ago, two hundred and forty-four years ago, the United States was discovered. All right, we have only been in this in 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 existence two hundred and forty-four years. All right. So from the point of that, when we when they were exiled from England, the people that they exiled from England was the, the most murderers. The was was the murderers, the killers, the rapists, the thieves, and they went to two places. They went to Australia, and they went to the United States because America. the government of England didn't want to be bothered with their outcasts. So now you have a country that is, is, is of murderers and thieves, robbers and rapists that are and they are came over here writing and laws, and raped the, the writing laws, writing laws to fit their needs. And it's evident when you see a lot of high-profile cases. What are they? Rapists, murderers, and 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 criminals to to some shady degree on and, a and higher plane. This is the thing. This is the thing. I ain't never before Columbine and Sandy Hook. Never ever seen a black guy go into and do a serial shooting in a school. Prior to that, yeah, but but uh, well, I hold on for a second. Okay, go ahead. That now I did bring this up because when I was talking to him about the mass school shootings, uh, fire, I did <clears throat> tell him that my heart does go out, but I cannot help but consider that you have, for example, the boroughs of New York, you have inner city schools that have metal detectors. They've been having them for eons. Why? Because you got drug dealers, you got all kind of folks walking up in a school shooting children. Children dying in schools has not is nothing new. Before Sadie Brook, before all that happened, that was happening in our inner city ghetto. No, uh, no, 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 school no. You system. missed. You missed. You that missed. Wasn't what happening when I was saying. in the inner city ghetto. You, you, you well, no, I'm just saying. Just, but, but it I, seems I, like it seems like when those incidents at these at these uh, suburban elementary schools went under, and they were. It, it was. It's sad, and I'm not trying to downplay that. I'm just saying that how can you bring light to this? And then totally forget that there are young people that are kindergartners, preschoolers suffering from PTSD because they literally live in a war zone daily. And this has been happening 
way before Sandy Brook and Columbine. I'm not. I'm not saying they have I'm, they have metal detectors. I'm not in saying these that. I'm not saying that because I can I can I can address that issue too. What I am saying is before those those particular shootings took place, you never seen a black man killing in the masses of white people that they do it. That's what I said. So, so when you that talk was, about when you talk Colin about Bine. when that you was talk after, about okay. Columbine and Sandy Hook, those were white people, white males who went into those schools and executed them kids. And that has been the stream for a long time. Now, when you want to address the situation of black schools in the public school system anywhere, I can tell you where that stems from. That stems from the point of slavery. First of all, when you first of all, when you go, when you go into into uh into the schools and you're talking about black people, what is the first thing that is lacking in black community? The male. Why is that? Because beforehand, what they did during slavery, what did they do to a black man? They took them and had them procreate on the farm that they started in when they bought them and moved them out (laughs) of that, that, that home that they started in from their wife. That's what? Separation. So when you talk about separation, now you've got this man that's going from farm to farm, procreating, making kids so they can have slaves. So what happened was we talk about what is called generational curses. And when you talk about a generational curse, you got the same thing going on right now. What is happening? Black people have a whole lot of kids that they're not taking care of. That's the same thing that they did back in slavery. So now you move to what's what's going on in here. So what is missing? When a black kid is growing up, the main thing that they have missing is a father in the home. What does a father do? A father makes sure that there is security in the home. If there is no security in the home, then anybody can come in and do whatever, whenever they want with most women because the security has been removed. So now what you're doing is you have started a culture of I need security. Where do they get it from? From the block on gangs. Now, this is why you have the shootings that you have in the public school system because if you are being protected by the gang, guess what they want you to do? Whatever they need to be done so we can make sure that we move forward and do what we got to do. And based, what's the next thing that's lacking in Black society? Money. (laughs) Money is lacking in Black society because that's why people get in gangs and go to the block and sell dope because they need security and money. But listen, the projects was designed, the projects was designed for separation. That's what they were designed for. Because they understood if you do not lead them together, they can't take over. During the time of slavery, it was more blacks than it was whites. 
And uh, yeah, but, so <laughs> if you enslave a race, keep them stripped of any type of knowledge of self or sense of self and, give, and take papers. away a structure, oh. a structure, because I believe when we brought, when we're we were brought over here, Lynn. we had a yes. structure to yes. our family dynamic. But that we're getting was off the all subject. stripped down. Okay, we're getting off the subject. Okay. Let's go back to the gun. Sorry. Uh, Matt, you mentioned the castle law. So for our viewers who don't know what that is, the Castle Doctrine, also known as the Castle Law. It's also known as the Defense of Habitation Law. Mm -hmm. It is a legal doctrine that designates a person's abode, their house, their home, Mm -hmm. abode, or any legally occupied place. We talked about a vehicle, We talked about a home. So it is there to designate a person's abode or legally occupied place as a place in which that person has protections and immunities permitting one in certain circumstances to use force up to and including deadly force to defend oneself against an intruder free from legal prosecution for the consequences of the force used. The term is most currently, most commonly used in the United States, though many other countries invoke comparable principles in their laws. Okay. Now, some of the states say that you have a duty to retreat first like you got to try to get away first then you can pop out and shoot with deadly force right hey this is where this whole notion of stand your ground came from yep so he's saying we're saying uh castle doctrine if you're listening in same rhetoric you probably have heard in the news stand your ground okay that's that's it i i just like to put that out there because no, you know i actually have a good story about that my dad always told me because when my sister and i were living at my mom and dad's house we were all on the second floor and my dad's like if someone wants to break in steal our tvs take our stuff that's why we have insurance he's like but if they come up and they're a direct threat to you or your sister or your mom, I'm going to put a couple hot ones in their chest. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fine. Take my shit. I don't care. I can claim insurance. I can buy new stuff. I don't, it doesn't bother me. If you are going to lay hands on me in a threatening of my life or my well being or my loved ones, I will use deadly force. So the castle doctrine is built to, you know, you want to take my car, I'll give you the keys. Like, I, I don't care. You hold a gun to my head. I mean, I know hand-to-hand combat to disarm people, but if you want my car, I'm not going to fight you over it. I'll turn an insurance claim. But if you're going to be a direct threat to my life or my family, I'd rather just give you my car, give me my TVs, give me my stuff, and just be done with it. You know, but if... My dad always said, if somebody comes up those stairs, 
he's like, they're, they're going to be in big trouble. Their bedroom overlooks the stairs that come up. My sister and I were in the two bedrooms on the other side. You know, that's when the castle doctrine comes into place. When they are a direct threat, take whatever you want. If you're going to hurt my family, if you're going to hurt me, you're fucked. Now, see, that's, and, and, and you're right. I agree with token white guy because this is the thing. The problem with black male society in, in that respect is they don't have jobs, token white guy, to have insurance to cover it. <laughs> so I mean, that, 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 that here, here lies the problem. When you are in impoverished neighborhood, you are struggling to have the bare necessities for anything. And and I'm not saying all black people are all you know. I'm Thank not you, because I was about to say. I'm not saying I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, all I'm saying the ones that I, I'm about. saying the ones that are in that situation, the reason they have to feel like they murder need to murder somebody is because they don't have the insurance to cover it. To so it. when we would take trips when we were little. When I was little, we would take trips and there was one particular time we had taken, we had gone from Texas around the coast up to Maryland. One of my cousins graduated from Annapolis um, and then we came back the other way down through Oklahoma. We had been gone a long time. We came back and it was devastating to walk into the house and people had stolen so much stuff like they had they had just stolen the house okay and it was scary as a kid it was scary it was you know you could see the disgust on my father's face you could see the fright in his face you know as I look back I could see you know this this sense of even though he was with us and protecting us on this trip, there was there was no way that he could have protected us, us while we're on this trip that someone's in our house stealing our stuff, right? But you're right. We had homeowner's insurance and things were replaced, right? But so you still felt that... Uh, they stole, they they stole, intruded, right. they intruded. Right. Okay. I'm I gotta say this too, because I don't want Matt to be here by himself on this. Thank you. <laughs> I'm with you. I probably the only only one on this that's on here with you. Cause they be saying I'm bougie and all this other stuff they be saying about me. Okay. <laughs> Listen. I live in Texas. And where I, don't, Texas. where I don't necessarily think a wall needs to be built, I think laws need to be put in place. But let's, let's not get it twisted. We don't need a wall. We don't need to spend that kind of money on a wall. What we need to do is put stricter laws in place and actually enforce those laws. Instead, okay. of, instead of a wall, I'd rather see people get jobs 
for the border control and be down there. That's employment. That's going to help the economy. But right. I'm not going to get off on that shit. Now, <laughs> I do not think, I do not think uh, we disagree in that it's only the terrorists and because that's Trumpism. No, it's not the terrorists that's coming over here. I live here. I know who's coming up in here. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this this is what I want to say. I want to I want to say I agree. Go ahead, sis. But when we put the right people in place who stop allowing for the sale of fentanyl, because it's it's government based. Thank I don't you. care what all of y'all say. It's yeah. government based for the reason why we can't stop it. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's, they making that's, money that's, off of this. Bodies dropping. So, people OD. So let's be clear. The people coming in, they come here because they know that whatever's going on in their government, when they get here, they can get whatever they need. And then mm -hmm. they group together and they help each other. Right. And then I live here. I am experiencing right now in my life. It's a long story. I'm not going to tell y'all about it. But <laughs> I am experiencing right now people getting a job who are not qualified mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of the color of their skin or, or because of their sexual preferences. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is what I want to go back to. This is what I want to go so back to. So I agree with you. I agree with you, Matt. I want to talk about these tough root. They don't need to be coming up over here just for any reason. No, and you know, you want they do need to come the right way. They need to get their paperwork together. And I do not believe in separating people from their children. Take your child with you. Everybody go back and then get all your paperwork together. I agree with that. Come here. If you, have, if you have kids, bring them with you, take care of them, get them documented, do whatever you have to do legally. And then you know what? You've gone through your stuff. You've been vented. And, you're and come be on over here and teach me how to make some kind of Mexican dish because I like to learn how to do that kind of stuff. No, that's fine. You know, you'll be a legal citizen in the United States. You'll have all the opportunities. <laughs> and I think that's a beautiful thing about the United States. You know, we, we have a lot of flaws. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we're a perfect country. And I would disagree with anybody that says we are the best country in the world. Yeah, I really no. do. But my country, too. we have a lot of stuff to work on, <laughs> but we also provide a lot of stuff that a lot of other countries don't. You, you know, know what? Land of yeah. not always so, live. So I want well, to about, bring with Ice was saying that, uh, okay, you come over, get your paperwork straight, and come over. Okay, I wanted to address what do you, you have those. Because let's let's think let's that uh, Mexico is a government does have a very corrupt government. Okay. Okay. So what they got to do people, with me? Because so we, we got a corrupt government. So, so right, the right, United right. States. No, you're right. <laughs> what I'm saying is, in regard to a lot of people fleeing, you know, there is a lot of our drugs like marijuana, the coca, uh, a lot of other things coming are grown in Mexico. It's prime soil. This is great breeding. Well, it's part of the NAFTA agreement, didn't you know? No, they're no, just I'm, not telling I'm you. Saying, but it's part yeah, of the NAFTA agreement. Yeah, because they also got avocados. <laughs> they also got fruit and and vegetables. What I'm saying is, you have a lot of poor people who cannot afford 
That's to right. That's me. Paperwork. I can't afford a candle. Hold on. To get paperwork to legally come. Oh, you might have people that were witnesses to certain crimes by the Sicario or uh, by, by government officials, and they are fleeing for their lives. And, they, and the only remedy to that is to leave. Now, going through regular channels, legal channels, going to the embassy, going to whatever, to get paperwork so that you can legally cross the border into another state may be a dangerous obstacle. So how do you, how do you say, how do you address that situation where they're running for, because they're trying to save their life? Listen, because, I'm a, girl, I got you. Listen, okay. I'm okay with helping the refugees, but let me tell you this. Let's reverse it. Because right now, in the United States of America, I don't care what none of y'all say, as a Black woman, as an older Black woman, because there's a such thing as ageism, where you start discriminating against older people. Right. Hey, right now, if I felt like my life was in danger, which I do in the United States, because you got cuckoo for cuckoo for cocoa puff people trying to change. We're we going to have another show later about Texas talking about slavery is not slavery. It's called involuntary relocation. So okay. Mm. We talk about it later because we already off the subject. Hold up. So I'm hey, in danger right we now. Are off the I thought we was talking about guns, y'all. Yeah, we are off the subject. Hopped out the boat. But that, that's how that's how it happens sometimes. That's why it's insane so rhetoric. <laughs> so listen. So but I'm trying to address her question. Cry. I got you. Didn't I just say we off the subject? Okay. Yeah, you did just say that. I'm sorry. My bad. Okay. My bad. So listen. So listen. I, I'm in danger. As a black woman in America, I'm in danger right now. I'm going to run to a different country. I'm not going to do anything legal. I'm just going to go there. I'm just going to go because I want to be safe. I can tell you what, they ain't going to let your ass in. There you go. Said my my great-grandparents yeah, came from Italy in. on a boat. Went through Ellis Island, and now I want to go the fuck back to Italy. <laughs> you probably don't want to go to Italy either. You better pay attention because the yeah. Pope over there, cuckoo for cuckoo. Yeah, it's, it, yeah it's, it's a little, it's a little it's upside no, down won't right happen now. Again, sir. <laughs> okay, so, so, so this is but my let's, thing. But let's get back on the stuff because we're we gonna let him say this, and then we're gonna get back. This, on the stuff. this, this is my thing. I, I'm gonna jump right back into that. So the problem that I have with legislation. It's not that it does not work. It does not work for the right people. And what I mean for us like me and a token white guy on the, on the show right now, both of us own a lot of different firearms. Okay. We are registered, you know, to carry those firearms and use those firearms. I am very good at what I do with mine. So the problem is not that. The problem is that you can't regulate a criminal. 
it is not people who are going to get their firearms legitimately that's causing all the major havoc that you need to have uh, legislation for. It is the people who are doing it on the black market <laughs> that has criminal backgrounds that are selling these weapons and getting them to the street and getting them to places. You can't stop that because they don't care about how they get their gun. Them are the ones that's doing most of the killings that's in the street. So when you say something like that, oh, we need to have stricter gun laws. No, it's, it's, it's not that because you can't regulate that, that those group of people because they got the money and they're going to buy from any person that want willing to take the money. It don't matter if they're a legitimate gun owner or not. They just want the weapon. So how can you stop them from getting those weapons? Because I can tell you, honestly, I knew people back in the day who used to ride trains. Guess what comes in on trains? Military grade weapons. <laughs> Guess what happens when the train got robbed? They made it to different neighborhoods. Yes, they were trackable, but think about a criminal. A criminal is going to do something one time with a weapon. Then the, the smartness of this particular criminal is to sell it off. Once you sell it off, now that person is already connected with the murder of the first criminal. And then what happens is it's a perpetuated situation because now you got 12 bodies on one God on one gun. Who are you going to tag that murder to those murders to? You can't. And then guess what they're doing? Erasing serial numbers. <laughs> and then Just found after out while, about ghost guns. I was like, dude, really? Li li listen, listen, I know all about them. So this is what I'm saying. For men, for men talking white guy, your legislation would probably work because we're not out doing random killings like that. You know what I'm saying? For for legislation for a criminal, they don't care. But it also, don't matter. So you think about it like this. When we talk about legislation, and I see you since I see like Gravy Point. When you talk about legislation, I think. When it comes to upstanding citizens who want to protect themselves, one thing that should be instituted is a psychological evaluation of people who come to buy guns. Okay, so that goes straight to where I was going. <laughs> because you also cannot regulate someone's psychotic being. No. Like the boy here in Uvalde recently. Yep. You want to tell me, they keep trying to say he didn't have any evidence of mental illness, but something was going on when you turned 17. I mean, you, you're 17. At 17, you're on different social media platforms for teens saying rude things about rape, about murder. You know, you're, you're being ugly to women in your place of work. You work at a Wendy's. You being ugly and saying crude things there. You're 17. 
You have your birthday, you turn 18, and the next day you go out and buy a gun and you walk up to the school and shoot the people in the school. You're shooting kindergartners. Right. Right. Some right. of them still don't even have that equilibrium to where they can walk right. Walk, exactly. So, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Listen up, everybody. So, so, so. so we didn't lose him. He went to go get his dog. We right, lied, he went to go so. get his doggy. <laughs> okay. So, so you think about that. You The psychological uh, framework is important because if you don't check a person's mental capacity, mental capacities doesn't show up and just like, oh, a person walk in that's depressed all day long and I want to buy a gun. No, they don't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So when you think of a person who is uh, manic depressing, they have good days and bad days. You might sell them a gun on a good day. But you don't know because you're just looking at the dollar that just walked into the gun shop. You're not looking at the history of the person that is buying the gun. There used to be a waiting period of five to 10 days. Before that, there was a 30-day wait period for you to buy a handgun or any type of weapon of that nature. That went out the window because they already knew that they was making so much money hand over fist with that. They didn't, they, they didn't want nobody to change their mind in the wait period. But you should go back to that and include a psychological evaluation about people to make sure that their mental state, they won't be the next shooter on the news. And if you now, notice- Now, wouldn't that, that impact gun sales at places like gun shows? And yes. Now, tactical boutiques, yes. I can definitely see that. I can, but at a gun show where you just show up and yeah, it's right there on it, the it table. Would. It, it so would. that would that would that would drastically alter then these gun shows because those are like walking money pots. I, that, okay. I know I, I go now, to I know. when you when you incorporate that psychological evaluation, then for a lot of people, that's gonna stop that money coming in. Yes, but see, this, what's, but see, that's 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 the that's the thing with the United States. The United States is three things that they say that they are not, but they are actually these three things that my sister knows. They are capitalists, they are socialists, and they're they are communists. You can be a socialist and a communist at the same and time. You can, you can, you can. It depends on which framework that you're working under. To do it. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so so you 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 think about you think about those type of things that are happening. And that's the reason I said it, it would drastically stop their money flow if they implemented that. But do you get in point, on this? We ain't heard from you. Are you there? Huh? Cry. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? We ain't heard from you, like about which. But okay, part? I, I, I posed the question about what Fire said about the psychological evaluation needs to be implemented, uh, because they used to have five to thirty day holds on uh, gun sales, but mm -hmm. to address trying to regulate 
who gets it. He felt that a psychological evaluation needs to be implemented before you can be approved for a gun to get a gun. Well, peep gain on this. I totally agree with that or whatever. Not only a mind thing needs to be put in place on people, but think about it. And this is going to plug into something that me and Fire was talking about the other day. There's a lot of things that need to be initiated before a person should be able to own a gun. But that will go against the overall agenda. The NRA, they don't want stuff to to transform or they don't want to have integrity with a whole lot of things because guess what? It's going to put a hold on what they overall want to do and the agenda doesn't want to change. So since the agenda don't want to change, guess what? Kids dying in schools, all these things that's popping off or whatever. Hey, we prefer to have our freedom to have our agenda compared to bringing in mental stuff to make sure that certain ones don't get, you know what I'm saying? To be able to get these guns in their hand, that's going to stop us from being able to push our overall agenda. So people dying or all these things that we're seeing in the news or whatever, all that is just support. What I'm trying to say is the agenda is more important than really trying to stop these things from happening, which guess what? In reality, putting more stuff in place, I don't think it's going to stop the school shootings and all that and all those things anyway. So when we get done with it, what really needs to be changed goes far beyond legislation. It, it goes far beyond checks and balances. That's really what I want to talk about. Because really, we can keep on going around in circles, talking about the same thing over and over again when it comes to, why don't we do this? Why don't we pass this? Why don't we put this in perspective? When we get done with it, man, these killings and things that are happening, y'all, it's not going to stop. Matter of fact, things going to get worse before they get better because the overall agenda that's being pushed. The NRA ain't stupid. They know what they need to do, but they're not going to do it because they want to be able to have a green light in the areas that they want to be able to have a green light. Does that make sense? It, it, it makes perfect okay, sense. Okay, so and, let, let me just say that. Hold that thought, co-host, because we're talking about the NRA. Hold on. Let me interject this part. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are there are Five million members of the NRA. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Okay. This is, I'm reading this from the NRA site. So don't get it twisted. Y'all know how I do. They say that they fight and win the toughest battle for the Second Amendment while offering the best firearms educational programs in the country. They say that they fight against politicians, judges, and bureaucrats who want to regulate, restrict, and ultimately destroy your Second Amendment freedom. Now, here's the, here's the rule. I think I'm gonna join the NRA. You know why? Because it only costs $45. Mm-hmm. $45? Yeah, it ain't much. <laughs> it ain't much at all. It's only 100 if you do three years at a time. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, 
Listen, listen. I I agree with cry with what cry is saying. I think that um, we all see the 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 problem, but my thing is is what is the solution? Uh, ultimately, you get down to words on paper means nothing. There has to be an act that actually changes people. And the only way you can do that is to, first of all, find out what the need is, research the need, and then implicate the solution. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people talk about um, the ability of what's, what's going on and how things are going but nobody is really trying to find out what a solution is in the situation. So I'm going to pose this to you. My thing is the reason people have problems with legislation on every level, I don't care if you rich, poor, in between a flat broke, it comes down to this, who you put in office. You go to a ballot box you stick a pen in a paper to actually vote for who you want. But have you ever researched that person? Do you really understand what their core values are? Like we understand, like I know, I, I don't know if y'all know, I know what my core values are for what I need to have done in my life and the people that I need to line up in my life to make sure that my kid is safe in the future. <clears throat> this is the thing. The laws that you make and the laws that are implemented at the time that you vote ain't for you. Therefore, your next generation of children. And if you have some people who are, <laughs> who are lawless, what do you think that your kids are going to have to deal with? You can can you honestly tell me right now who you think going to win the next president election? And think about the kids that has all these mental problems who are going to get into politics. So when you come down, when it comes down to it, when we talk about gun violence, when we talk about school shootings, mass school shootings, mass shootings, period. The ultimate issue, the ultimate issue is who you put in office. And, that how, is, and how it's interpreted. Because Listen, I'm sitting here, I'm reading, I'm still kind of reading the NRA history, right? Founded in 1871 by um, Army veterans, U.S. Army veterans, 1871. Hmm. U.S. Army veterans, okay, two generals. This is why it was founded. So, see, it's interpretation and perception. Listen, it was founded to promote and encourage rifle shooting on a scientific basis. Mm-hmm. Scientific. What they mean? Scientific? What they talking about? It wasn't. It wasn't. 
it wasn't just get the gun because we got our Second Amendment and we just shoot people. That scientific is what it's it saying. was. How we do it, the best right. way to do it, the proper, the science behind the it. proper way to do it. Right. Is is uh, all in know, how 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 the gun is made, how accurate it shoots. Does it have a recoil? It's the science behind the building of the gun. If I may, that sound real. Wait, 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 wait. Now you know that sound real cute. What's popping now? Come on now. Put that in but, perspective now. But, but see, this is the thing, though, cry. That's 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 you're talking about the 1800s. 1871. It was now. it was it was different then. The, the the game doesn't change. The players do. And that's what I'm saying. 1871, we got different stuff going on. But then you have people we voted for talking to their constituents, which is what's going on now. We have mm. a religious, very right religious movement happening right now. Rich white is that? Are you talking about right or are you talking about whites? Both. You talking about right? Uh, both. Okay. Got you. Religious, right. And then we have some black people over there too. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, ain't, we ain't qualified them niggas though. Okay. So <laughs> religious, very right, very right pol- political views. Okay. So it depends on who you got in the office and the constituents and what's the mindset of the people that they're, uh, that they're uh, supposed to be representing. So at some point it changed. Now it's gun control and Second Amendment. You're trying to take my Second Amendment rights, and it's all the NRA's fault. The NRA's fault because they support guns. Okay? Right, listen, listen. I, I I have never met a gun that picked up another gun and shot somebody. Thank you. It's not Hello. guns that kill people. It's stupid motherfuckers with guns that kill people. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, and thank that's you. the truth. And it is. Thank it you, is. It I, is. I told you this. Like I am. It's people that are desperate. That, like you guys said, you know, well, men and women in this meeting, it's people that are absolutely desperate that need to use guns to help support their lives. They don't. Some of these people don't know any better. They're at their rock bottom, and they're trying to support themselves. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, but I think every American has their reason to have a gun to defend themselves and their children and their families. Okay, so so I agree with you. So I'm gonna give you a history fact. There was a certain book, my sister, I know she read it. Uh, Red Dragon might have read it. Some of y'all probably read it. Whatever. Called Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street was a community that was so successful in what they did with black people, just black people, just black people. Not one dollar exited that community. Not one dollar left the community for a whole year. The white people they got that they were, the, the, the white the white people saying that they were so successful in doing what they do, you know what they did to a token white guy? They bombed it. Yeah. They bombed it. Over a week's time, just bam. 
just over we are not, a, we are not a perfect superior race at all and i'm not saying that i hope you guys know that yeah no we we, we understand that but this it is ain't your fault this, this is what i'm saying to you thank you the the the, 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 the what i'm saying to you is that you the culture the the culture of the united states is to keep their foot on black people, even if they're working just by themselves, they don't no. want to see them go and grow. No because, form of empowerment. No, 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 fire. You said it at the beginning. It's not completely about keeping somebody's foot on somebody's neck. I know that. We've we've repeated it here many times. From the beginning, when you talked about England sending their people to America, it's fight or flight. Right. What do I do? Because I'm afraid. So I fight. I fight any and everything in front of me. And that's if they don't deserve it. And, and that's what I'm saying. And that's, that holds that, no color. That, that holds it, no it doesn't color. hold any color, but I was using the Black Wall Street for example because everybody knows something about that. And what that's, I'm saying, and what I'm saying is that when you have a race of people who think that they are superior and better, it don't matter if they're not even associated with them. They don't want to see that particular uh, that particular people move forward. It, it ain't like that there was white people in that situation helping them do what they were doing. They were self-sufficient. Which is so what's you going can't, on. But, Which what I'm saying is, on what I'm saying is even, even, even if you are self-sufficient in the United States because some people see your color, they don't want you to have certain things. Don't mean that you won't have them. Which is don't what's going on right them. now. Which is what's okay. going on right now is that why it's such a push to send everything back to where it was pre-1963. Wow. Let, let's yeah. take it. Let's yeah. take it all back where, you know, um, listen, li- listen, man, you wouldn't now stop taking stop taking apologizing for them. OK. Let's take it all back to where we were white men and we smoked our cigars in the smoke field room and we told people what to do and they did what we told them to do and if they didn't we lynch them or whip them or we do something let's take all those laws back now we they we, we our children don't get our children don't get to do things they want to do it's not fair that uh that felicity act a girl uh that, that she had she cheated to get her ch- her child in the school and then she had to spend three months in jail because she cheated to get her child in the school when her child didn't deserve to go to that Ivy League school. It's not she fair. She was dumb. She it's was not dumb. fair, Listen, right? JB, it's not fair what you're doing to me. It's not fair. That's why I want to go to our nation's capital and commit insurrection because I'm going to bludgeon. I'm going to bludgeon the head of nancy pelosi i'm gonna take what's mine because i'm i'm white and you're taking all my privileges and you're and so i gotta fight put them up 
I like you I, one head time and have a bad. <laughs> I I don't I like I said I don't disagree. I think I don't give a shit if our president <laughs> in the next election is a black African American woman. I do not care. If you are going to do a good job for our country that we're based on, I don't care. I'm not a But a you Trump have supporter. to go and back to what Christ said. You have to put the right people in place mm-hmm. in order for in order for all this gun nonsense and tomfoolery to stop. I agree. You know, people have not been put in the right places at the right times. They've been disregarded in a lot of senses for a lot of despicable reasons. You know, I, you know, cry, you made a lot of really good points about um, like the gun stuff, you know, with the laws and stuff like that, since that's what we were talking about. So here's my tangent. Um, You know, I've gone to the gun shop and I've went to go purchase a uh, a gun and I've been put on hold for 14 days. Maybe they call me earlier. I don't care. There was a guy who got put on hold a day before me that was throwing a fit. I have some friends that are St. Louis County police officers that work at this gun store and they told me the story and the guy had an assault and battery charged next week. If he would have had that gun, who knows what would have happened? It's sad. You know, for me, like I said, I'm okay. If I have to wait 14 days, I have to wait 14 days. I don't care. You know, but sometimes you get flagged. Maybe there's something on your record. You know, they're, all we're trying to do is keep everyone safe and uh, just it's tough, man. It's tough to be a police officer because the people that want to defund the police and take them away are the ones that want to call them first time their house gets broken into. And they're like, you know, anti-gun and stuff like that. I, I think any responsible homeowner, any responsible person that doesn't have a, mental health issues should have a gun to protect themselves and their family. Um, I dated a girl in high school. Her dad is a world renowned psychiatrist and he's like, gun laws should be stricter because of the people I deal with. I don't disagree with that. I think that's exactly correct. You know, and like you said, uh, fire, you know, there's no way that you can, if people want marijuana, they're going to get marijuana. People want fentanyl. They're going to get fentanyl. If you want guns, they're going to get guns. You know, there's right it's, it's really difficult. Right but... Sorry, crowd. What'd you say? That's that's one. See, that's one thing I wanted to say, y'all. Just real talk. Legislation is not going to stop devastation. We need to change our conversation. You see what I'm saying? Just like mm-hmm. what you just said. Is are we really are we really dealing with the let me ask this question. Do y'all think that we really want a solution to all these things that we're seeing in the news? Kids getting shot. I mean, just like Red Dragon said, this stuff ain't new. In the hood, it happened all the time. We getting popped all over the place. This stuff, it's not put on in the news like that. You know what I'm saying? So my whole thing is fire. Why can't we really deal with the problem behind the real thing? You know what I'm saying? 
it's, I mean, is it really the laws? Is it really the legislation? Or it's is it the heart it. of those who are in? Is it the heart of the people who are in these positions that could really cause change, that could really put things in this proper perspective as into where we would have less death? What if having death is a part of the agenda that's being pushed for these things to be put in perspective and all this other stuff is just, um, what you call that? It's a- um, uh, uh, Propaganda. Uh, it's propaganda. Uh, distraction. It's a, it's a smoke. Yeah, it's a smoke screen. Okay. It's like, hey, I'm putting all this in front of you, but we really don't want it to change because at yeah. the end of the day, not only are we trying to take your your freedom uh, away from you, but it's bigger than that. Man, we're trying yeah. to push an agenda. We're trying to push an agenda <laughs> that's really going to push what we want and uh, people dying, yeah. I mean, if they die, they die. Well, they uh, live, but listen, that's, that's, yeah. that, that's and you're right. Let's just be you, you, honest you. with it. I mean, come, come on, y'all been talking like a whole hour about well, why, why don't we do this and why don't we put this in perspective? And you know, I'm a this and I'm a. But but, but you are right, Jack. You're, you're right, cry. You're right, cry. Tupac said it's in the hearts of many. Okay, you so let me hold on. Stop. But. Let me, because he said something. He said something. Hold on. So let me tell you this here, right here. I'm going to need you to listen to yourself. Because that's what we're doing is changing the conversation, talking mm -hmm. about it differently. And you can't change a conversation if you don't change the players. Or, or, or how is or how the conversation is? So you can't change the conversation if you got Lindsey Graham, who's been in office forever and a day since he was knee high to a pup. You can't but, change the conversation. So, boy, don't get me started on you. <laughs> okay. I think we can find people in our legislation that are more involved and more aware of what we're going through now having our president that can't even walk upstairs like get out of politics bro retire don't you've made do, your fortune do that. get the fuck off the plane I went talking white guy you know, you know, you know, yeah. did you see the press do conference that, right? he gave like homeboy fell asleep during the middle of a speech like yeah we gonna, so now, uh, yeah. I'm like I want what he's smoking so our, when we're talking about changing the conversation New York New York this this new Supreme Court thing came out and New York went on and laid out a very strict licensing process, which is what we just thought, what we just talked about. Okay. Right. So you and everybody's all in an uproar about it. But you got somebody new in office as governor. Cuomo is gone. Giuliani is gone. They beat they beat they rape charges. Okay. <laughs> now you got this woman up there, Kathy Cool or Hookol or whatever. H O C H U L. Okay, Governor H O C H U L. Like a pronouncer, y'all know I get Ocho. words wrong. Okay. Ocho. It sounds like okay. But now you got her up there and she's like, pa-pow, 
okay, Supreme Court said this, this is what we're going to do for the state. Because, you know, the Supreme Court like to always make a ruling, mm -hmm. but then give that caveat that the states can regulate it like they they yeah, do their own regulation. Too. Yeah. Right? So she didn't brought so you can't change the conversation until you change the players. Okay, so but I, he I got, was I got talking about the agenda that they pushing though. These you players are the pushing an alternative agenda right in front of folks' noses. Okay, right. But when you people. say people, when you say people, and then we uh token white guy was saying putting the white the the right people in place. And the first thing that popped in mind was who's considered right? What is because the right person? Go back to what when, you have, said no, to you, when, when you, you have, have when you have to pay attention to their agenda, you have to pay attention to their vote. Listen, exactly. I have said when, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying no, I don't. I wasn't up to vote for Obama. I was not gonna vote for Obama. Why? I'll finally say it out loud. I have said it on our Instagram. I'm a black Republican. Amen. Boop. Come on. <laughs> well, see, that, what you're, I'm you're saying is that, but see, that's you, why you, you say research Please. your candidates. Okay. Do your homework on your candidates. Now, listen, Around the time people are you. getting ready to Big vote girl, into office, Obama there's so much slinging going on <laughs> when you're trying to do your research on what Let's, they're okay, calling Let me finish my subject. Let me finish my subject, Red Dragon. Oh, this is my show. So, okay. Listen, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you say that, sister, listen, I'm gonna tell you what it really comes down to. Now, y'all might not like what I'm gonna say, but my thing is, I don't care. So, <laughs> um, the biggest problem in the world today is simply one thing people don't listen. No, <laughs> no, this is a religious aspect, it's the point of seeing. The hearts of men and what's in the hearts of men. Can you regulate wickedness? You can't. Well, they've been sitting up. The white boy's been sitting up for the last sixty years talking about it ain't found. Yeah, so yeah. But, but this is the thing. This is the thing. It doesn't matter what you do as a child. What goes into a person is what's going to come out of the person. A child is not born being a KKK member. Mm -hmm. That's something that's freaking taught. Exactly. Because why do you think so, you got high school students up there in Oregon right, talking about we want right. to have slave so, trade? For, 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 right. And, and I agree with that. Some the things that you dislike a person because of their color, it's not something that you're born with. It's something that you're taught. So all these things have been taught to these people. And brought up to like that. So this is the thing. The hardest thing for a grown person to do is go back and erase and unlearn what they have learned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why, like my sister said, there's a there's a, 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 a study that you get the, the second graders because she says she don't know why you get the second graders, but the second graders is where they start to implement things into mm -hmm. kids and they gravitate to it for the rest of their life. So mm -hmm. if you begin to change people before they get to that point or at that point, then you raise up a different type of generation of people. 
John D. Rockefeller said this, and I love this quote, I say it all the time. He doesn't, he did not want a group of thinkers. He wanted a group of workers. What John D. Rockefeller really was saying was he wanted people enslaved. Because anytime you have a group of thinkers, then change has to happen. Enslaved does not equate to only blacks. No, no, it doesn't. Oh, no. Okay. No, it doesn't. No. Because no, it doesn't. now I'm going to take it back to the yeah, point where I was going. Mentality, that, that's any race. I'm going to take it back to where I was going. I was not going to vote for Obama until I decided to go and put his voting record against McCain's voting record. I went and looked at everything that they had voted from from the time that that Obama was a senator. Like I, I matched it to toe mm-hmm. for toe. Then I started digging down into his grassroots stuff and what uh, and paying attention to what he was saying in his speeches. Okay. And then I made an educated, conscious decision, intellectual decision about who should have been the best president at the time. It still could have been McCain until he brought the girl talking about pig's lips. That was not the business, Sarah Palin. <laughs> you are not going to represent me. All right. So All right. I went with the historic choice and cried with my mom. But that was not my first choice until I went looking for the evidence. And, and, okay. see, and, then, and what and I the was people, speaking on people. with that was not many people would be educated enough to look at what that person that's supposed to be representing a voice of the people, what they have voted on. So now so we go back to saying, what Cry is saying and change the conversation. It right, is but people I like also, us I, who need to be in the field, in on the ground running changing that conversation so red dragon i challenge you Mm -hmm. to go out in your community and teach people who you think may be at odds or in trouble with understanding the process well then you cannot not just not just take old grandma 90 years old to Mm -hmm. the pole I'm Mm-mm. talking about having those conversations in your community like the one we're having now. Hey, well, y'all, can I you say know something? you have to go. Not yet, because I ain't finished talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so You go okay. and have those conversations with those people, educating them teaching them. I have spoken to youngsters, especially my young black men. I'll be, I'm in, I might be just standing up in the, in the, in the restaurant waiting on my to-go order. And I'm going to come up with a conversation. Hey, young bug, did you vote? Well, no, ma'am. I didn't think. Well, why didn't you vote? Well, ma'am, I thought this, that, and the third. Let me tell you something. Let me peep you to this game. And then they say, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I'm going to vote the next time because I didn't realize that. It's simple. Cry to change your conversation. It's simple. 
Go ahead, Red Dragon. Okay. And educating people. Uh, Yes. As a matter of fact, I volunteer on the polls and I do engage in conversations. And what is brought up, I wanted to support with what Cry was saying about uh, an agenda. A lot of people do bring that up when you ask them very directly, why didn't you take a part in this uh, process as far as voting? They bring up a lot of conspiracy theories, but they also get back to the point of agenda. Does this person really represent what I feel is important? And they get on to the alternate agenda that's being pushed and what these higher up people in power are ultimately pushing a, a, an unseen agenda uh, that is focused on the enslavement of oppressed people, period, no matter what color, no matter what race. And what I wanted to say to that was a lot of people are not aware to go and look and research uh, anyone that is going to be a voice for them on the Senate, on as a councilman or, or whatever. And around election time, there's so much mudslinging. There's so much going on. To dig to the actual truth during that time, some of us are, are able to do that. A lot of us would not even think to do that. So how do you meet them on their grounds to able to educate, to acknowledge that, okay, I do feel why you are on the fence. And I do agree that there is an alternate uh, agenda being pushed. But at the end of the day, like you're saying, uh, like you're saying, Ice, what are you doing to contribute to the change you want to see? What mm-hmm. are you actually that's the, that's the being tangibly question. doing? That's and the, that is on, but for those of us that are not enlightened enough to take action, how do you engage those people? Okay. Because there, be there's real, a lot real, of real. them. There's a lot of people that, that feel there is an alternate agenda. There is so much that is being supported that is not in support of me as the individual, as a person. So, number one, so that's when you're engaging right those vote. people. Hold on, hold on, sister. Let right. Jay go, because he, he said... Right, you got a chance to talk. Who are you talking I'm to? I'm just saying... You, know you got a chance to talk. Can I finish my point? I'm just let, saying... Let Jay talk. Let Jay talk. Oh, hold on, let Jay talk. Was, this was insane. I'll y'all off with y'all over there in the state. Don't tell me I got a chance to Go ahead, Jay. Hey, Ice, you keep paying the price. You better listen. Check this out. I got to go. Did he just tell me I better listen? Huh? What you say? Token white guy. Okay, because I was getting ready to put you over there in the green room. Ice, real talk. Because I got to so, get out of here. But I've been hearing everything that we're saying, but I'm going to be totally honest with y'all. Ice, it's time about the vote and all of that. The answer to the issue that we're talking about when it comes to these the gun laws and things like that, y'all, I don't think it's in politics. I think politics is just a bunch of tricks. 
Politics is a bunch. Of, politics is a bunch of professional tricks that we have put on this pedestal that we look at in a delusion of change. And I so hope how do we change it, Christ? How do we change it? How do we change it? We, we change it. I think I think it's better to say it's not the change is not in politics. It's about how we deal with the grassroots of what my man said over fire when it comes to our hearts and our mindsets. I think it's a spiritual battle compared to being a practical battle. Now you can say, well, hold up. This is not the time to talk about that type of stuff. But I believe that when we talk about the solutions that we want, we're playing around in the dirt of things that really can't bring the success or bring the solutions that we need. Do y'all agree? Okay. The problem so, is not the guns. The problems is not the guns. It's the people who hold the guns. Okay. Just like so he, you've been sitting over there not listening. That's what we all like see. So you right. It is spiritual, but every everything in if we're going to talk about the Bible, if our spirituality is centered around the Bible, okay. Everything that happened in that Bible that God wanted someone to do. Did you hear that operative word? God wanted it. He sent it to somebody to make it happen. So God's warriors, don't get me started. God's warriors are us. So you have to put us in motion. You can't just say, it's spiritual we're saying i just said to, to to red dragon as a spiritual warrior get up and go talk to those people where they are you know who they are in their place and and give them a sense of what's going on and how they can tangibly change it how they can tangibly change it. When we change a conversation, it can't just be the conversation. God's warriors have, Joshua went around the, the, the town quietly. How many times, how many times he went? Eight, seven, 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 seven. Okay. seven. quietly, seven. Bop, yeah. bop, beep, bop, five, six, seven. God said, now make a noise. And the walls, no, 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 no. walls and the walls right, came down. Right, right. So don't sit right. here and tell me about oh, it's spiritual. It ain't just politics. It ain't just blobbity bloopity bloop and go sit down on and ice. Let me tell you something. Every time God wanted a change, He had somebody in place. Miss Ruth, Miss Esther. She had to go and do what she had to do. To make God's will work. Right. Yeah. I mean. Come right. on back. Uh, hold up. Come on back, uh, Matt. You had something to say a long time ago. Oh, no. I was. So I was going to go back to the, the gun rights and everything. And I was thinking about, you know, you're not going to ever get around people having illegal firearms. Nope. No, but people like <laughs> me and fire that are legal, responsible gun owners. If somebody breaks in or tries to rob like a QT or something, you're going to be safer with people like 
me and fire around you carrying a firearm, you know, and a lot of the things, these school shootings going back to Uvalde and Columbine, which are very tragic, tragic parkland. And I mean, no, that's just like the, the first notable one and the last notable one. They're all horrible. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to judge. I'm just saying like the first and the last, they're going to continue happening. You know, I am, I don't have any children. I don't have anybody that's going to steal my firearms. I keep mine safely in a, in a safe. I know where my stuff is at all times. I keep my ammunition locked up as well. You know, so the NRA has taught me a lot of stuff and a lot of the military people, uh, friends I have, have taught me a lot of stuff. And to be a responsible gun owner, you have to keep track of your stuff. You have to know how to carry it. If your gun has a safety, doesn't have a safety, you know, you want to make sure you know how to handle your firearm. If it's a bolt action, a semi-automatic, a pistol, safety, whatever, you know, but a lot of these school shootings, yes, they are, you know, white children that have been doing this, white teenagers, but they get these guns from their families because they're unsecured and they need to be secured. And if they're not diagnosed or if the parents have any inclination of anything that may be going wrong, they need to all be in the safe. Yeah. Listen, so I think I, you got Ethan Crumbly. Ethan Crumbly. His parents gave him the gun as a present. The day of the shooting, yeah. his Awful. parents were called to the school because the teacher noticed some gun drawings and violent drawings in the notebook. The parent, the mother said, oh, okay, it'll be all right. After the, they, she was called to the school, they showed her this stuff. She said, oh, okay, it'll be okay. I'm going back home. He can stay for the rest of the day. She goes home and an hour after she leaves, Ethan Crumbly shoots up the school. The parents, the parents go on the run. Their son is in jail. They go on the run. They go on the run. We can't find them. Yeah. Okay. They did. That that's true story. That is an awful, awful tragedy. I mean, that could have been prevented 100 percent So if all you're spouting, here's your conversation, crack. If all you're spouting is gun this gun that and then you go and buy the gun and oh i'm so afraid and oh these black people are taking over the world and these chinese people are taking over the world and oh it's it's horrible oh it's horrible gun 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 okay and your child has mental issues that you are not addressing addressing yeah yeah that's the problem you are a republican senator or representative and you're taking uh family christmas photos and even your two-year-old got a assault rifle in the right. christmas picture right you're sending the wrong message yeah what, what was the family sister what was the family uh i uh, think it was about a year ago or so where someone had came up to their lawn because there was a protest outside of their house and they went inside their house and got an m16 and the, the wife came out with a nine millimeter pistol and it had to be a black protest because they were marching down the street 
And they went in the house and came back out with a It was place. here. Are you talking about here? I don't even remember where it was from. Where it was from. Yeah, the I two lawyers. Remember. I was like, are you yeah, serious? Yeah, they were, we were, they were actually going somewhere else to uh uh to one of the uh the mayor's house um to protest, and it was very peaceful. They had an open gate on the street that was open. And they were passing this these people houses, no threat at all. They actually the husband went in, got that M fucking sixteen AR fifteen, the uh, and the wife little block nine, and yeah. they're pointing it at, at the people. people passing their house that, this, and then they, they and both of these motherfuckers were lawyers yeah. and they wanted to plead the case that they felt their life was in at risk because of this very peaceful protest by a group of black people who were on their way to the mayor's house who stayed a few houses down on the same street and yeah, that went all the way up to Supreme Court, yeah, and they were like, crazy. "Really, that was, that we can't fuck crazy. with y'all. Y'all guilty." Like, I, I, like that was that was freaking crazy. That just shows you the heart of men. That's and that's what I'm saying to to that it is what's in a person is what you're going to produce. So I'm I'm with my co-host Ice. You have to start making a change with a conversation with people you know what i'm saying like it, I, here here's a here's a here's a, a perfect opportunity right here me and token white guy was having a conversation a general conversation about a roof that's how i met him i met him because he's a roofer he was ta- talking to me about when he could come out and check this house out for me. And then the conversation went somewhere else. He started talking about music. I was like, oh, I'll do this in music, do that in music. Now we didn't build a relationship with each other from a roof conversation. That's the thing that needs to happen. You need to know how to build a conversation with a person so you can get what they have and understand the knowledge that they have. They can understand the knowledge that I have and we can meet in the middle and try to help turn down BS issues in our world, period. Okay, he didn't come back here with no clothes on. That's, I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Dude, you need to put a shirt on for the guy. He, I need to put him in the green room. Yeah, like, 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 <laughs> like, hey, I told you. 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 I'm grateful I've been on the other side of this token situation as being the only white guy in the room. It's been uh, a you, fun. You, you know, I've you, learned a lot, and uh, I hope that I've provided any type of information or any help to anybody out there. But you know, it, until our company, our country is supposed to be the, the United States of America, and in 1776 we had slaves. That is fucked up. I don't think anybody. Besides, but we ain't gonna talk about it today. That fact that I will we, celebrate June. No, we, won't, but we are getting ready to celebrate the you know Fourth of July. I don't celebrate that either. United States of America, but we have been more divided than ever lately. And I think we 
need to like me and fire have recommunicated and everything. And, you know, we need to come back together as a team. I don't care what the fuck color, race, religion, anything you are. We need to be a team. But right now we are changing the conversation. You see what yeah, I'm saying? No doubt about it. I'm sorry. The conversation has changed because we're having this conversation with, you know, with someone who has named himself the token white guy. <laughs> we didn't give him that name, y'all. He, he gave himself his that name. <laughs> exactly. okay. uh, cry. Tell them where, where, where they can see you, meet you, go to your website page, whatever, which are to see your spoken word. What can, how can they get to you? Hey, y'all can go to Jeremiah Jackson. Hey, Haitian. Facebook, you know what I'm saying? All my videos, all my events, all those things on there since where y'all can go check me out. And um, we're in the midst of trying to pitch some other things in perspective when it comes to trying to get on other um, the media sites also or whatever. So um, we're just trying to get some things in place. And I just wanted to say real, real quick before I get out of here, hey, I appreciate ICE what y'all are doing with having this type of presentation where you got different perspectives, but we talking real talk, you know what I'm saying? And we're dealing with things that a whole lot of groups, a whole lot of organizations don't want to be real about and don't want to be down to earth about because of that cutoff spirit. If you start talking about the things that ruffle people the wrong way, then they want to cut you off or stop this and stop that. You know what I'm saying? But what y'all doing is big stuff. You know what I'm saying? And we need more stuff like this. Y'all need to do this like once a week, I think. You know what I'm saying? Because, hey, all this other stuff out here on media, why not Why not have the opposite, the real truth? That's what I look at this as being, the real unadulterated truth. I mean, you're going to hear curse words and things like that, but when you're done with it, hey, the truth going to hit you in the face. And it's all about, hey, either you're going to pick it up and run with it, or you're going to deny it and run away from it. So I just want to give y'all props, man. Well, we happy to have Fire. you on our show. Keep doing it. I just keep doing it. And please have me back so maybe. I have a chance to talk a little bit, because maybe. <laughs> Man, I know you just gotta jump in what? there, cry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, 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 y'all be going, man. Y'all be on a mission, you know. This is your warm up session. We, we now we know yeah. how you gonna be on the next one. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to keep up because I'm like, every time I would even take a stop to think, it's another person that's talking, and I'm like, well, I can't speak there. So, but hey, man, this right here is awesome, y'all. Please. Keep this up, keep popping with it, and please have me back, man. But this is what Grateful this is here, what Cry. media need. You feel me? Huh? Cry, it was nice to meet you in person, or at least put a face with the name. I know your actual name, but um, dude, it's, it's good to meet you. It's good to be here, and I'm grateful to be here. So thank you. And uh, this is my first time on this program, and maybe my last. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> no. no, tell okay. So you roofing? What? Well, how? Where you? Do we want to tell where you roofing at? What's the name of your roofing company? We... Uh, I actually sold my company. I work for another company now, 
Okay, we don't want to talk about them. I'm not announcing who I work for. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, fire knows. Okay. Well, hey, Matt, excuse me, man. I wanted to let you know, too, bro. We got to plug in, bro. You know what I'm saying? We got to hop on them mics and we got to make it right. So, hey, whatever it is okay. that we got to do, uh, we got to make it. Look at that. We just made play. some connections up in that rhetoric. Hey, I'm not doing this spoken word thing. Let me know when you're ready to hit an open mic. Come pick okay, me up. Okay, so Red Dragon, where can we catch you, reach you, hey. do you do? Well, where you at? I am Red Dragon, a poet, and y'all uh, can duh. catch me on Instagram. You can catch me on my Facebook page. I also am the manager of Holistic Trap Wellness, and the trap doors will be open soon as an LLC. We got all your health and wellness needs, uh, anything to help you get well, help deter you from being uh, addicted. We have everything we need, every the herbal equivalent to any drug that you want to do to alter your mind. I got you. I got the hookup. Mm -hmm. Also, so I love hitting legal? the open mic scene. What? I love hitting the, yeah, I make an ashwagandha smoothie that's a natural aphrodisiac. Yeah, also herbal. good for blood circulation. Oh, it's natural. Also, yeah, I also take <laughs> mushroom wellness teas, help with memory. I've been on ashwagandha route for about two, three weeks. It's a natural mood stabilizer. I am bipolar and anxiety, and that's been so well. I have I not had to hurt nobody. <laughs> so, you, yeah, I, I couldn't put my finger on what well. it was, but I thought you was you? Oh, excuse me. Excuse me, Red Dragon. Yes, Do you sir. have anything that can help you lose weight? Yes, sir. I also oh, okay. have a skinny brew coffee. I have skinny brew tea because I also am a licensed distributor of health and wellness products with It Works. So, yes, I do have... I got what you need. You want to lose some weight. Cereal I, got wraps, over here. I got seaweed wraps. I got skinny Ooh. boo tea. I got skinny boo coffee. Hit your girl up. I got all uh, your needs. Uh, uh, red dragon to pour wow. it in. What the, what's, what's the trap called? What is it called? It's called holistic trap wellness, baby. Okay. I got okay. you. Also infuse and uh, make infused products and uninfused products. Whatever you get, okay. whatever you need. Okay, Matthew, you drive a motorcycle. No. I don't. Nope. Do I look oh, like okay. I should? I, no, I was just asking a question. <laughs> so, if something else going on, I was asking a question. <laughs> look at Paul. Look at Paul. Hey. Look at Paul. Hey. <laughs> look, look, man. So, uh, I'm going to shoot this out to you real quick. Subscribe, so, like, follow. My, 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 my co-host is coming up here in August. And she wants some handsome guys to be do some photo ops with her for insane rhetoric. And I'm gonna have a couple of motorcycle guys. She's looking at you like the handsome white guy, so she wants you to lean on a motorcycle for her and take some pictures. Is that okay? I can. It just depends. My sister's getting married August 19th in Chicago. What's the what's what's the uh what's the date we got, sister? I forgot. 26th through the 28th. The 26th. I'll be back before then. Yeah. Well, you, you might just have to come show over and lay on some motorcycles without the motorcycle. <laughs> Maybe girl, I got to call me, babe. Hey, people, I'm about to my about, bro. Yeah, all glasses, right, man. Love all of you. Great meeting you, Captain Kyle. Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Yeah, all right, man. Holler at you. Hey, you got that token white guy. You you got that hookup with them guns. I might need to come see you because I was carjacked recently. He don't sell guns of his to his to other people. You have to go buy your own gun. No, I want one. He's not gonna sell you his gun. My entire family has been on me to buy one. Or I could do a legal transfer through a gun shop. I know you can. I know you can. Uh, talking about right guy, I'm own very own good, we might need her to pass the, you, you don't want to say psyche all over that motherfucker. She might need to pass the psyche valve. <laughs> so yeah, we, we might want to get a background check on the red dragon and the psyche valve. I don't know how that'll work. <laughs> Listen. Oh my God! So, I'm just saying it would have came in handy when they took my only means of transportation. I can't DoorDash no more. I'm just devastated. You didn't <laughs> never find it. They didn't never get it back. If they found it was shot up, they oh, shot man. that thing up and used it for a this couple. What we talking about guns today, man? Why you gonna shoot up a, gun, a car? And these were teenagers. They were. They what looked no they older than my son, who's 13. That's what they do. Did you yeah. leave your keys in the car? Yeah, I was door dashing, so yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's why most cars get stolen. When you yeah, they followed me. They And and you know it happened. It happened in Walnut Park, right there yeah. off of uh, yeah. West Florence and yeah, McLaurin, in my own neighborhood. I was devastated. Walnut Park. I, and at at one thirty in the morning because I was out working after I came from a party on the south side. Well. Now you know you bought that lesson. You know not to do a dash and leave your keys in the car without it running. You better turn it off and grab the key. Okay, okay. I know. But, and uh, wait a minute, and check your insurance, please, because not everybody reimburses. I can't get reimbursed for anything I left or my son's overboard. That's okay. What you got to say, Matthew? No, I was gonna say I I know about that area. My uh, grandma and grandpa grew up in um, old. They raised my mom and my uncle in uh, Spanish Lake and Blackjack. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Am it, I going that, there? That's uh, why I didn't fine, think when I get there, that I would the be safe. That's go why there. You, you'll be in a safe neighborhood with a person oh, okay. who has a lot of guns. <laughs> oh, okay. I got three in my truck right now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why does this sound so much like fire? My my oldest son was so excited to show him his little handgun and fire goes, pops the trunk. Now let me show you what I got. Oh boy just <laughs> popped out with an arson. I'm like, you ride around with that? Uh yeah. With an arson or an arsenal? An uh, arsenal, both of them. Okay? Oh, okay. He had an arson and an arsenal. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, I have a 10 o'clock AA meeting that I am. Bye. Yeah, you're going to have to go there. We- Bye. Bye. Listen, listen. All let us close out. We're going to get it. We're going to close out. We're going to close out. Right. So, I guess hey, this would be a bad time rhetoric. to tell people this, I infuse alcohol too. This, this is insane <laughs> rhetoric. We want to thank you guys for joining us this morning. All our guests cry, token white guy, red dragon, the poet, and the ones you know is your host, Fire and Nice. We want to tell you, tell you, let you know that you can check us out on IG, Facebook, Instagram. We are on every platform you can think of. YouTube live stream. This is going to go up as soon as we get done. Listen. We just want you to know, like, subscribe, and follow. And just remember to enjoy the ride that is insane rhetoric. We out of here, man. Good show. We'll holler at y'all later.
We're so happy you joined us for Rebroadcast Monday. Come back and join us on Rewind Wednesday. But until then, just remember to enjoy the ride. That is insane rhetoric, baby.